Hey everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the Convergence podcast. I'm your host Siddhartha Valuri and in this episode I had senior concept artist Abhishek Banerjee on to speak about his journey so far in the industry. His path has always fascinated me ever since I met him close to 3 years back. So I thought it would be a good time to bring him on and learn a bit more about his journey so far. We spoke about his early days in the industry where he balanced both the technical 3D and 2D pipelines. and how he eventually transitioned into a full-time concept artist. Avishek also shared his experiences about how the art landscape has changed over the past decade and how the communities available online now have helped younger artists to find their way in the industry in a very big manner. We spoke about the need to keep taking on new challenges to make sure we don't stagnate as artists. So I hope you really get a lot of valuable insights from this episode and enjoy it. So let's go. So Avi it's been what I think 30 days or something like that since we met actually since yeah. you left the studio. So I think yeah. before we get into the whole journey of how you got into art I wanted mm-hmm. to understand from your perspective what prompted you to take a break because you're you've been working professionally for close to 8 9 years at this point. So I want yeah. to understand the mindset from that perspective. and sorry to jump deep into something like that right away but i think that's something that's fascinating that people can learn from no it is it is actually uh, the answer lies within your question it has been 7 8 years and i'm associated with one studio mm-hmm. uh, generally in our field people change studios very often yeah more often than not but for me Uh, the studio i had been associated with it was so nice in so many ways that i never did never think of like changing or switching or whatever uh and then before i know it it was like 7 8 years has just whooshed past me so and then uh, then i thought that okay maybe 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 this is a good time to you know give it a thought that uh take a break from this studio and then see how it feels to be on a freelance journey or 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 doing something on my own or doing something for my portfolio all those things and then like see how it goes and then jump back to another studio or something so right now i would say i'm a bit on a more exploratory stage mm-hmm. where i'm doing stuff learning stuff and figuring things out and then maybe i'll I'll jump into some other studio a few months later or a couple of years later. I don't know. Let's see. But uh, it's just that I have been associated with one studio for so long, and then that, in a way, prompted me to you know move on and see what what else is there in mm-hmm. this world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite good. I mean, it's always good to be able to change and adapt to new situations. So before you made that decision, did you speak to some other artists to? understand why people do that or was that something completely internal no i actually had like general conversations with different artists mm-hmm. artists and then uh, not only from people not only from my field people different everyone changed jobs at some point of time right right after like 2 3 years or 5 years or 8 years or 10 years whatever and then uh, another thing is that this is my first company like when i started my career in this field uh, 
this is my first company and then uh, i never had the experience of not being a part of studio in this while i'm doing this yeah. in in concept art so that is one of the reason why i i, I mean i had words with my peers and i had conversation with uh, my friends who are working in offices seen different fields of course mm-hmm. and uh, then i thought that okay maybe maybe i can give it a shot still young enough to give it a shot oh <laughs> are you absolutely are young enough for that yeah. on the other hand it's never too late to change so that's also that's right <laughs> yeah. so i think that will be a good point to track back now since you mentioned that this is your very first studio job in the concept art and entertainment industry mm-hmm. how did you get into art to begin with was it purely through entertainment side of things or were you like doing traditional art or anything of that sort before this oh i'm i'm doing traditional art since like my earliest of memories mm-hmm. i can think of i'm doing art since childhood back then it was sketching and drawing and watercolor mostly Mm-hmm. and then i had studied uh, till fifth year or so like fine art okay there's there's this uh, fine art thing like first year second year third year and then after a certain amount of a certain amount of uh, practice and all you they give you a certificate of uh, uh, i don't know some six, after sixth or seventh year you get a, like a certain certificate that you can you know open your school it's not nothing professional but okay. this is how it is like back in those days mm-hmm. so i did till fifth year and then back then i was in class 10th okay then my education art education of art stopped and i moved on to completely different thing uh but then later on when i was playing some some game it's actually it's prince of persia the warrior within game oh nice i came across uh, the the thing called digital illustration mm-hmm. for game like back then i didn't know like what is concept art what is digital art or how how it is related to games okay so that back then when i played that game i i came to know that okay this, this is this is something really cool happening here and let me let me see what it is and then eventually i came to know a world like concept art exists and then i know one thing led to another yeah yeah so back when you were starting out of course there were not any gumroad tutorials or online courses to learn more about this industry probably the only thing that was available was the nomon videos or the nomon dvds how did you go about learning or understanding more about this industry uh for me it was uh, like one youtube channel still very active now it's from fcd actually oh of course there's the uh, youtube channel so i learned a lot from those youtube videos that fang has to put out back in 2009 ish on that time so back then it, there is nothing like there is only some nomon like you said some nomon videos and and the only updated stuff is the youtube channel of ecd school mm-hmm. so that got me going like i bumped into that channel pretty fast after after the incident where i discovered that there is thing called concept art it was pretty quick that i bumped into that channel because it was quite active even now it is very active in youtube right yeah so and then feng is talking about uh, 
perspective drawing, line drawing, environment art and whatnot. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> all these things. But but yeah, I mean that's that's get the wheel rolling, and then eventually I I I started doing my own thing, doing some doodles, learned like installed 3ds Max or something. I don't recall actually on my system, and then uh, creating some 3D assets here and there, some spheres put together in a scene, mm -hmm. and reflection and all of that. So we, back then, I kind of was getting into the scene where, like, how to how to go about this, and then, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's the main thing. Like, if we were talking about resources back then, mm -hmm. uh, the FCD YouTube channel is the only resource I have apart from some no more DVDs that I've downloaded through torrents. <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing. Like Feng's videos has brought so many almost two or three generations of artists into this industry it's kind of yeah, amazing totally, totally. i mean if, if it is not for youtube and if it is not for those videos that feng had put out i would be doing completely different like i would be on a different universe altogether mm -hmm. like never concept art maybe doing some something completely else and back when you were starting out did you have any let's say peers or community to discuss about this industry with because now we have like active Discord servers and YouTube channels where people can keep in touch. No, no nothing, nothing. Back then, I mean, even now, I'm a bit, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I don't know, old-fashioned is the right word or not. I'm, I'm pretty new to Discord as well. Okay. You know it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a new guy in Discord as well. Like after eight years of doing like professional work in the industry, I'm new to Discord and I'm still discovering how like how people get along with each other. Mm -hmm. So back then, one thing is that resources are not there. Another thing is how I am. I didn't have anyone to talk to and all that, right? So like the only thing that would have been possible is for me to, you know, actually travel to Singapore and, you know, join uh, FZD. Mm -hmm. But it was a far-fetched plan back then because uh, I was out of my college back then and then I was uh, doing some you know life moves on yeah by the time I had discovered concept art and then I really thought of doing concept art it has been like three four years have passed by I have moved up in my education I was doing computer science by the way back okay then. so so that had so I had these things on, on my side like okay maybe I will do like for my own pleasure I will do art Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning programming and all. I'm learning computer science. For my own sake, I will do art. I never thought of, initially, I never thought of uh, jumping into the field as a professional, as a, like a full-time career as a concept art. But I wanted to. But you know how it is back then. Yeah. Now there is, there is a lot of possibilities to, you know, go about it. And people know about, okay, gaming industry is an industry which is profitable and need my children is going there, then okay, that is that is something to discuss about. Yeah. Back then I had nothing to discuss about this. <laughs> like, like I cannot go up to my parent and say, okay, I wanted to concept out. What the hell is concept? They don't know. Even they have very little idea right now, also. Yeah. So so back then it was I never thought of taking this up as a, like a full-time thing. But you know how one thing happens after another and Eventually, I thought of like uh, maybe maybe it's a it's a worth a shot. Let me try if it happens. 
So what I did is I actually did like a little bit of research what I can do over the net. And I found that there is, a, there is this one institute in Bangalore who give out good quality game art courses. Okay. Like, not concept, but production art and specific to game. Not like, uh, not like you go to some institute like uh, Mac or Arena and you learn some 3D package and then that's it. Not like that. But these guys, they are teaching how, teaching how you can use these packages to create game-ready assets. So there is a difference, right? To use these packages and then create a game-ready asset. So, so that got me interested. And then eventually I communicated this, with these guys and then came here and, you know. And what, what particular institute was this? It was, uh, back then it was called AIGA. Now uh, it, it was Asian Institute of Gaming and Animation. Okay. It's in Bangalore. Uh, now they have renamed it as Asian uh, Institute of Design. It's in uh, Murugesh Palya. So, I mean, what I was coming to was like, that was your first, let's say, introduction to the art community mm-hmm. as a whole yes. in the digital realm, essentially. Yes. Uh, not, okay. Not the, not the kind of art community you talk about now. Like now, from this perspective, yes. Like nowadays, you have, like, we are so connected with so many people around here. Mm-hmm. Back then, there was like very few forums. Uh, in, in I remember there's this, I used to have this software, ArtRage. There's a software called ArtRage. Mm-hmm. You can do like oil painting like stuff. Yeah. So they had a forum. Okay. Similarly, I, I was part of like a couple of forums, but the but the communication is very limited. It's yeah. not like how it, nowadays how it happens, right? Like, uh, like discord is crazy right you can you can communicate it so much in discord like it's like a like a whatsapp for artists but uh what what i got did to me is that it brought me to people who are the who are in the industry right now then right then i would say uh so these people the people who are running Aiga, they are from uh, they are doing uh, the current gen game production work and then they are doing uh, this institute on the side. So from knowing nothing and having no one, I have an opportunity to be with these guys who are actually part of the industry. Yeah. Not like some guy teaching Maya, not like some guy, not like some guy teaching Max or Photoshop, but these guys are actually in the industry working and then they are like teaching gamer. And that way you're able to understand what is required from an artist, professionally speaking. Uh, yeah, but it's not concept art. It's game art, yeah. like production, 3D. Uh, but uh, while we're discussing it, let, let me touch upon this, that when I came here and started this, uh, I had always, the, always wanted to go into concept art. And I told them the same thing that uh, although I'm learning 3D here, I wanted to go to concept art. And then back then, using 3D for concept art is just catching up. It was, I'm talking about 2012, 2012. So back then 3D, they are like top notch people. They are using 3D for nowadays we do it, like all of us do it. Back then, top artists, they are using 3D for concept. And I thought, okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe, if I learn 3D, it will help me in the long run, you know? 
maybe i can uh, go into some studio and uh, and then then see how it rolls like maybe i will i will uh, i will work in 3d and then eventually move to concept art which i actually did yeah like uh, so yeah so back then it, i i didn't know all of this so i thought okay let's let's give it a try and i came here visited this studio this institute aiga and uh, and uh, see how the curriculum is and i asked them about whether we can have concept art as a, like a as a part of semester or some some one of this uh, special uh, courses or special syllabus something elective something if we can have concept art Uh, not much response, but then one thing I liked about the, uh, the studio is that whatever they are teaching actually, that was very good. So I thought to myself that okay, if I at least learn this, and then I have my own eagerness to learn, and I have my I have YouTube and internet, maybe I can you know learn concept art on my own. Let, let me you know move on move on to this and uh, go ahead with this. so that's how i eventually started uh, like this course and came to bangalore and you know did my 3d program while i was doing learning that 3 3d game art course i used to do i used to work on my portfolio on the side so i remember every day when the they, the shutter is to open there is to there is this one security guy who is to open the shutter mm-hmm. has to go there stand there the security guy will come in and uh, he will open the shutter i will go in and start working on my on my concept art i used to work till lunch uh, if we have classes before that i just go sit in the class come back work on my concept art till lunch and after lunch i do the course related thing whatever whatever 3d thing they are uh, teaching us i used to do that so one day it happened that uh, one of the teacher one of the faculty there he saw me that i was doing some to be something and not concentrating on the on the task that is given to me and say what are you doing <laughs> you are you are wasting your time what is this then i then i explained to uh, explained to him that okay this is uh, what i wanted to do and then then he kind of got got to know that okay this guy is not wasting his time he is doing something on the side and then eventually this was in in the beginning and then eventually when they get to know me me and then i get to know them uh, they helped me so much they helped me so much in so many different ways you know while while doing the course i had the opportunity to conduct a seminar for uh, this i don't i forgot the name of this uh, this association it's a uh, is an uh, organization for animation in bangalore okay like they they discuss about animation called, i think it's called ebai uh bangalore animation industry something and I, i don't know ebai some some something but then i had the opportunity to conduct a seminar on concept art while i was learning 3d through that in in that institute so they helped me out in, in so many ways like uh, like it's it's not easy to work on 3d assets and spend so much time in portfolio right but yeah, but you're almost essentially like, doing like i mean you're almost essentially doing two separate skill sets exactly. at the exactly. same time exactly yeah. because uh, you know in things video he mentioned how he teaches 
in his school and how tight the schedule is in his school so that kind of got the fire burning in me mm-hmm. that, okay i have to at least like on my own i have to push to that level that like really burn fast so i think that that paid off well i would say that paid off really well because by the end of my course i had a good 3 portfolio and good 2d portfolio okay so so that helped a lot and this is something that i've always found fascinating in your journey like ever since we met over about close to 3 years back where you were able to transition from being a 3d artist professionally to becoming a 2d artist professionally where you bridged both the skill sets essentially mm. and very few people are able to actually make that shift because i've also spoken to quite a few 3d artists who have expressed interest in getting into concept but breaking that mindset and changing the workflow essentially completely the way you're approaching the work is quite tough so how did you go about mentally changing the uh, focus towards what you want to do it's not about changing said one thing one thing was there that all these these two things ran in parallel for me okay it was never that uh, i was a full time theory artist even if i was full time theory artist i was doing like on my own i was doing concept art and it has never been that i am completely doing 3d and not doing concept art at all okay like throughout when i when i when i thought that i will i will come into this industry as a professional i will learn something and i will work on this industry i know that i had to be a concept artist it was never that okay let me be a 3d artist then i will be a concept artist even if i'm working in 3d i have i have always worked on my portfolio or even it is not even if it is not portfolio i had worked on concept art let's say it put it that way so even i i got into the studio and then uh, i was working in uh, working in triple uh, a title and working uh, making 3d assets for them i am doing 2d concept art on my own like i have a laptop in my home i i should learn zbrush and then apply that how how can i apply that and create something uh some interesting concept and create some interesting art so whatever the process i am learning in 3d i am basically trying to apply that in my concept mm-hmm. but it was not professional the that back then concept whatever i did is not professional but it was just it was out there like i had like back in the days there was cg hub yeah and uh, some other society i mean some other forum is also there and uh, that that knack of uh, how do i put it the knack of doing concept on the side caught the eye of our beloved art director and uh, we had back then i remember we had a little uh, little workshop on how to design sci-fi vehicles for all like for all production artists okay and then i was part of that and i was very excited because uh, back then uh in our studio uh, no concept activity was there everything is uh, full on production and then uh, he was conducting uh, this cool workshop on how to do like vehicle design kind of thing and uh, i was in it and i was part of it and then th- that is when he th- i caught his eye that okay i am interested in this and maybe there is a potential that we can do in we, we can do something in concept art because back then the studio didn't have any vertical for concept art and this is of course when the concept department and throva interactive essentially started yes okay. that was in 
2014, I would say. Mm -hmm. 2000, yeah, 14, around 14. Back in 2014, it has started. And uh, we took up some small project from some studio and then he pulled a couple of guys from other department who can, who has the potential to be in the concept team. And then we formed a little team and then we started working on this. And then the, you know, the wheel finally started rolling from me. Hmm, that's really fascinating. At any point, did you feel a sort of burnout because you were essentially driving oh, no. deep into two separate things at the same time? No, I was all burning in, man. No burnout back then. Because, see, my story is that when I thought of, when I really decided that uh, I want to come into this industry, it was pretty late. Mm -hmm. you know? Because by then I had done my master's and I have done, like I have, uh, I have, I, I was doing completely different thing back in uh, back in my hometown in Kolkata. And I had spent two and a half years doing that. Okay. I used to study, I, I used to teach computer science in, in, in oh, school. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I did that for two and a half years. So when I really thought that, okay, I will, I will come into concept art. It was, there was no plan B for me. <laughs> this was the only, <laughs> the only option. Plan. That is the only option. There is no safety belt. There is no safety net. I have to do this. I had to like go out there and uh, create my portfolio and create and, 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 and get into the industry, get into the studio. And then I never felt burned out. I never felt that because, uh, because the fire that was there, you know, it was, it was burning me all up. I mean, it was burning me all out, but I never felt burned out. Like it was not that, ah, Man, I'm tired. I was never tired because tired, being tired is not an option. <laughs> Especially, I mean, right? like you rightly said, when you're starting out a bit later, you feel like you have to almost catch up to other people or essentially totally. get good as quickly as you can. So you push totally, yourself. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, in in, uh, in Aiga, uh, back then I was uh, 26, I would say 25 or 26. Okay. And I had like my roommates were 18. Oh, that's a big difference. <laughs> do you, do you, I mean, a lot of pressure on that side. But, you know, because the passion is there, like there is a burning passion, you know. So I never felt that pressure mm -hmm. that, okay, I have to do something. I, 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 it was there, but it was like a challenge, like a, like a fun challenge kind of a stuff for me that uh, I was doing concept art and I was learning because, because, you know, when you are, when a person knows that, okay, this is where I have to go and he knows the path, then the journey is less tiring, right? Yeah. If we, if, if we are traveling somewhere and don't know how to go there, then it's like, oh, what should I do? Whether it is right. Because I had clear direction of my path. I just have to work. So I never felt burnout in, in, in that sense. I really appreciate the was, fact that you had that kind of laser sharp focus so many years back because now with so much abundance of information, it's easy to have that clear direction and focus. But earlier, it was, of course, much harder to get all this information. So I really, I mean, appreciate and admire that fact quite a bit. And wh when you were moving away from your earlier job, was there any mm -hmm. sort of conflict internally or with the family where... Why are you trying to shift your career or any of those oh, kind of things? Oh, actually. Internally, yes. My my parents are there. The, I mean, they, I think I think they are the most coolest parents ever. You know, mm -hmm. I was so so. This job, this school thing, 
it was a government job all right okay and uh, and then you know we have this thing we in india we have this thing about government jobs that the people think that that's the end of end of story you got a government job you are settled and that's that's that done so for me i was leaving that that whole world of security and and a government job and and what not and coming into a completely different city and uh, like for learning you know yeah. not for making money i am coming here to put a lot of money and learn something and then after that maybe there is a, there is a slight chance that it will work out yeah so i have to hold hold on to that string and then you know run along <laughs> but yeah internally there is a lot of conflict i i was uh, i was initially when i thought of this i was not sure whether to do it or not because back then i had already invested 7 years of mine in computer science mm-hmm. learning computer science and then two and a half uh, well actually five years learning computer science and then two and a half years of into that field into the into teaching profession so it was not easy for me so there is a lot of conflict within me but then uh, when i discussed this with with my parents you know the the best thing they can come up with they said that you go ahead and do it if you fail we are here okay so that's, that's so great this means so much you know it means so much to a person when when his parents says do whatever you want if you fail we are here that much assurance you know you know that's that propels you far and beyond right so that in that in a way propelled me to to do this to to take this step and uh, pursue what i really wanted to do i think a, a lot of these lessons um like artists coming up can apply even now in terms of the clear focus and direction that you had because that's the only that's way that's really important isn't yeah, it absolutely and that's not that's not i feel that's not limited to us mm-hmm. any person if you want to do anything he needs to know where he's going yeah. right like for you for for instance your story is also in a way similar to mine you were pursuing something else and then at a point of time you decided okay this is not working i need to come to concept art but you knew back then right that you you have to make it work there is no other option that okay you are you are leaving architecture and then you are coming to concept there is no way that okay you are going to back to architecture again right so any person who wants to do something he they needs to know that where is where they are going right so i think that is very important like in in any profession isn't it absolutely so so on a on a different note while you of course mentioned that principosia was one of the things that sparked that interest in you were you like absolutely. watching a lot of movies or reading these books fantasy novels sci-fi novels which propel that inspiration along this uh not i was i'm not much into reading actually say okay i i i read little bit but but uh, i don't read that much but i'm a movie buff mm-hmm. i see a lot of movies and then uh, and there's all these sci-fi movies and fantasy thing and and animes also yes to watch nowadays i don't have time but mm-hmm. back in the days i used to be like i used to watch a lot of animes uh, so those things they they had actually inspired me a lot uh, to become to 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 be in this field and of course gaming gaming is there. gaming is always there but apart from gaming i would say movies and animes mostly that had you know propelled me in this direction as opposed to novels i'm not much of a reader if you want to say like that okay 
early on was there any particular genre or type of storytelling that really attracted you which almost made you do a certain type of artwork when you were still figuring out your own artistic voice so to speak um, i would say fantasy okay i would say fantasy like like even if you were looking at uh, games like prince of persia and uh, and what not like uh, fantasy and mythology i mean that they inspire me even today like even even today i think i love them a lot like fantasy myth and uh, all of those and and so yeah that those those are the things that you know that drives me even now even now i like a lot of blue doing a lot of uh, fantastical and mystical stuff and mythological stuff yeah and i noticed in the last i would say one to one and a half years the sheer quality of your work has i feel exponentially increased as you've gotten to understand the tools even better and of course the experience mm-hmm. comes into play as well uh, exactly and you've incorporated photogrammetry into your workflow as well could you maybe walk mm-hmm. through that process like how did you get to know about photogrammetry how did you start applying that workflow into your concept design i would say i would say like photogrammetry i had new uh, long back okay when we started uh, working in druva uh, we knew about photogrammetry for our 3d purposes but uh, we never thought of doing that for our concept art purposes uh it was uh, it was i think again one of the youtube videos of some guy i think uh, which which where i saw that there is uh, there is thing called 3d i mean you can 3d scan an object and then you can you know bring it to bring it to and then blender was catching up back then so you can bring it to blender and then uh, do a quick light setup and then paint on it so mostly it was uh, youtube and then i found uh, a couple of tutorials from gumroad uh, atoms tutorials and recently very recently torrents tutorials mm-hmm. uh, they helped me a lot and uh, yeah that's that's it about i think that those are the ones so this is more on the technical side and one thing i always find interesting is that what let's say shifts in the ability to tell stories where certain images just have a better output or convey more emotion how do you mm-hmm. as somebody who's been working for a couple of years now for 8 9 years see the difference mm. between just a technically good looking image versus an image that is conveying a lot of emotion a lot of story within that technically good image mm, i quite don't get what you are trying to ask me can you repeat can you elaborate a bit on your question okay so basically what i'm getting at is nowadays with the technology that has been available to us we can make images look good quite quickly but not everyone mm-hmm. is able to achieve good storytelling within those images so okay. i'm just curious from your perspective what do you think is that fine line between getting to good storytelling i would say so so fundamentally if you're looking at concept art uh, one thing is that how you uh, the, the basic fundamentals of of an image has to be there right mm-hmm. like composition lighting and form values design language all of these things has to be there but what really tells the story is is the details that is that you that you only know when you are thinking up a story in your head right 
am, am i making sense yeah, yeah. like if i am creating a world and uh, i have seen of course like whatever we have seen influences us right so i create a world and then if i don't think to myself that okay what happens if a guy lives there or maybe this land is not from earth so we have to like think about the story and then develop it in our mind before we actually go in and do it it's not like okay we we saw a nice guy in someone else's pictures i will just copied that guy and then put it in my own and then that's how it is done but even if we are doing that or if we are not doing that the i i think what i what i feel is that you need to think about a story before actually putting your mark on the on the canvas or creating an asset nowadays or whatever so i feel the thought process has to be there okay. a lot of thinking about how a person would live there how would you live there if you are thrown into a world um, how would you live there do you, would you would you be does it rain over there is it if it rains over there then you need do you need a shelter okay you need a shelter and what what does do you might need if it is rain over there then if you have grains you can grow your own crop maybe see how i'm thinking yeah so maybe that is needed or for say if you are doing a house or 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 some interior then it means to have a feel that okay some person was living there then they did something then he was going away then he went off like you build the story in your head and then you put the elements in like a little cloth on the table if it is nicely wrapped up and properly placed it doesn't look lived in right yeah but it was like if if it is like randomly put together and then it was abstract and and it was not nice looking then you know that okay somebody is living there so i feel that a person needs to think about the story before you know acting or before making an asset or or, or putting a mark on the canvas or like that that's an interesting explanation i really like the way you've almost made it so logical and it seems quite obvious when you put it in that systematic manner but quite often mm-hmm. we get so caught up in the technical side of the image that we almost skip the part of really fleshing out the story almost do you have any tricks to make sure that you think about those things do you write it down somewhere first or how do you approach building a story essentially it it depends on so for me if i am doing on my own mm-hmm. it was very whimsical i i changed direction a lot okay but uh, if the brief is given like for professional work we are given some brief right based on the brief i just put myself in that place how how i would behave in that situation and it's not like okay i sit there and i i think okay if i am in this situation i will do this 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 and this i don't write it down but i really feel while working in my subconscious i try to think about it like if i am i am there would would i be doing this mm-hmm. would i have this poster on the wall would i have uh, this uh, would i have this car laying out on my on, on my lawn and if it has been lying out for there for like 20 years or 50 years or whatever uh, what will happen to happen to that i mean that you know in for us like for all of us it it, it happens at the back of the mind uh but but uh, at the same time given our direction or a grid or or a brief uh it's always nice to you know put down some pointers okay this is so and so is happening and then uh, this is how the world is 
this is the kind of people live in there they had this they had that like all the story elements if we have the brief then it's much easier to you know go follow in the direction mm-hmm. but if it if i'm working on my own and if it's my own piece then then it's 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 not straightforward i would say it's not straightforward it it changes from time to time uh if i if i am so happy accidents accidents are uh, really interesting in in, in this uh, in, in this scenario where i am i have the scene i'm working on it and i wanted to have a certain character doing a certain thing mm-hmm. while making it i discovered that okay if this guy has like a ship behind him which is flying that might look interesting yeah so so happy accidents happens lot in my own personal work uh, i do have uh, like a little bit of brief for myself but uh, i for my, because it's my own work i allow those happy accidents to happen to me but if it is like professional work there is not much scope to you know deviate from what is already given a world is already set yeah. to us and we have to follow along so yeah that that that's how it goes for me so generally when you're working on your personal projects do you plan out a couple of images at the very beginning of the project or is it more like you start exploring the world and each new image slowly develops organically over time it varies actually okay both of the things that you have said it it happens mm-hmm. like sometimes it is that i know what i wanted to i wanted to have like okay this is the kind of world i'm thinking and i wanted to have this 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 and this shot then i go in that direction okay create thumbnails and then create my assets so that it fits into those composition and then that's a very like calculated approach to that some of the times it's just i create some uh, some sometimes what happens is i i like some asset mm-hmm. or some temple or some architecture or some landscape i like so i want to have that in my scene how am i going to compose it and what kind of story i will tell i don't know okay yeah so what i do is i i i have so much knowledge of composition and and lighting and all of those i build the asset and i put it into blender and fix up the lighting starting to see composition put up the ground plane add some foreground element usual stuff yeah we do that and then eventually you know something sparks in me oh shit i can do this right okay then that leads to something else and that leads to something so both of the both of the ways that you just said uh, both of them happens actually okay for and for personal work it's it's equally valid i would say absolutely i think it also gives you a lot of opportunity to do more explorations that you may not be able to do professionally whereas the mm. time constraints come in yeah yeah so one good thing and one bad thing about that is uh, i get to explore which is very fun mm-hmm. like exploring stuff both in uh, both in 3d or 2d whatever is very fun right but at the same time it takes so much time also mm, that's right like, uh, and then before you can come up with something which is really presentable months flew by at least for me it does <laughs> before i can do something really nice like like i look back and say oh that was two months already <laughs> so yeah do you ever like even though you're putting out these high quality personal images do you feel like you're taking too long or do you get swayed by other people uploading at a faster pace sometimes does that ever always, play always. yeah totally 
totally nowadays like so many of them are doing so good work mm-hmm. you know and they are doing it at a rate which is they are blazing fast i'm just like a tortoise like i'm so slow <laughs> i'm so slow on this but uh, but yeah that's that's uh, that's something bothers me mm-hmm. at the same time that drives me also you know to do more i would say so it's like it has both sides both it's like sides. a reverse sage yeah it has both, both yeah because pluses and minuses that's something that i definitely do struggle with from time to time so i'm always curious how other people are dealing with the same no, no, thing i i, I do struggle with a lot i i see like my good friends they are coming up with some amazing work and i am then and and i am working on one piece for so long it's like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> that happens that happens to me that that pisses me off also that okay i need to put out more work and uh, come up with come up with things faster uh, but yeah it's i'm sure the Maybe. mentorship that you're doing currently with satish will propel you almost to work at that faster pace to keep up with the course yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. totally satish is one of those guys who has been like putting out so much work you mm-hmm. know lately and uh, i am doing a mentorship with him and then uh, he's uh, he's sharing some of his knowledge about how to go about all of this so i think it will help me in the long run let's see. so i wanted to dive a bit deeper into the latest couple of concepts you have done with the persian architecture um mm-hmm. i really first of all loved the compositions that you had done in those particular concepts and clearly there was like a lot of 3d involved i just wanted to understand from a time perspective how much time did you spend actually sculpting out those assets were there any pre made kit bash pieces how, just what was the process through those no no for me for for those particular pieces uh, all the assets are done from scratch okay uh, and uh, not much photogrammetry but lot of texture like i went to delhi and then uh, i had uh, i had visited these places like uh, purana kila and all of those and i i am always fascinated with uh, mughal architecture mm-hmm. and uh, overall in indian architecture as well so i always wanted to do on something on those lines so when i visited delhi i took a lot of photographs textures and photographs of those uh, buildings are all those forts and all of those and then uh, when i came back i started putting them together start creating assets in, uh, in blender used a little bit of three coat and uh, i did all the texturing on my own i i uh, and then eventually i put them back into blender and then create the scene so all of them were done from scratch and it took me it took a, actually it took a lot of time to put them together in a scene where i like the way it they are arranged to arrange those things mm-hmm. in a in a nice way okay as opposed to creating those uh, assets creating assets it was not too much it didn't take too much time i would say uh, but uh, arranging them because there are so many assets i have used and and the kind of assets i have i can easily come come up with another set of scenes which looks completely different because there are so many assets involved in, in that one uh, so creating those assets took didn't want took much time but using those assets and you know making them an interesting arrangement like you said uh, that took quite a lot of time and i think i spent quite 2 to 3 months working on all those mm, okay. but that is uh, that is uh, 
after office hours of course yeah like sometimes i'll stay spend like one or two hours a day on those so yeah like that it was happening yeah i guess that's one of the let's say drawbacks of working full time because you can only work certain number of hours on your personal projects mm-hmm. on a given time mm-hmm. yeah yeah was i mean has that changed ever since you've uh, taken a break now have you been diving more into your personal work or is this time more to just just really take a break from work in general no 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 not really take a break from work it's it's more of a break from a studio environment per se okay so i well actually i'm not i'm not too much doing my personal work right now uh, mostly it is the the mentorship that i'm working with uh, satish mm-hmm. and uh, some freelance job that i got i am just trying to work on those and uh, whatever time is left i am spending a little bit on my portfolio stuff awesome. on my personal work so over the years i've noticed one trend in your portfolio like earlier you had quite a lot of sketches line works and character design mm-hmm. and now in the last one one and a half years you've moved more into environments and you know large scale concepts is there any particular reason why it's evolved that way or is just essentially organically changed over time i would say organically changed and also the com- uh, the kind of things that i'm learning mm-hmm. so one i mean like many like mo- most of us whatever we learn we try tend to apply right i am learning so much in in the kind of tools that i'm using and uh, environment art is always something that i am fascinated about and uh, the kind of tool that i'm using right now they have so much potential mm-hmm. and i'm discovering so many things i tend to go into that direction so it's in a way organic so for people who are essentially beginning their concept art journey or their artistic career what advice would you give them in terms of figuring out what direction to go in because there are so many possibilities in terms of what one can start with how do you think mm. one can really zero in on what they should try approaching because that's a question that i get very very often if you ask me i would say initially it is not the time i mean it is my opinion all mm. right is completely my opinion that initially it is not the time to focus on one particular thing okay because uh, if we don't have a versatile basket of skills it is it is quite hard to you know get into an industry i would say in in our industry if uh, especially here in india the kind of scope we have i feel uh, if someone is willing to go into studio environment he or she needs to have like a good variety in his basket in terms of skills or maybe i mean i am i am vouching for more of a generalist as opposed to being a specialist okay uh, of course i mean we like doing certain things and we tend to do those but uh, in in production environment what happens is not always that you get to create some fancy buildings or fancy castles mm-hmm. or mountains and whatnot, yeah. right most of the time it's like mundane everyday thing and you have to do it to the neatest and greatest of details so initially i would say if someone is willing to pursue a career in this field i would say it's it's good that they have like a lot of stuff to offer okay 
because uh, when when it's when a studio is hiring and i mean that goes for i feel it's my opinion again that uh, it goes for like indie jobs as well like freelance job as well like if i am looking for a concept artist and uh, he only can do characters and i have characters and vehicles and environments i will not go to him right so and then when you are in the industry for like long time and you have made your mark you know all of the nuts and bolts of how things work and then you specialize makes sense right what do you think hmm i guess i would have to disagree with you on that because i kind of feel like specializing early on maybe hmm. allows you to develop that particular skill set quicker and get that particular job faster rather than hmm. trying to handle multiple uh, skill sets parallelly but you also have a point there where things like indie jobs or smaller studios require that kind of a generalist skill set so i guess there's no correct answer in this kind of a situation uh okay uh how about like how about you go to the gym and then you only do pull-ups <laughs> don't you think that you will have all your rest of the muscles like thin and weak and then one particular muscle will be really strong don't you think that that is uh that is a bit odd no i mean i I'm see it, that, I, that i understand the analogy yeah i'm not saying that you have to be like good very good at everything but you need to know at least how the whole thing will come together because at mm-hmm. the end of the day what i feel is our product like what is our product is not the actual product right yeah like we do concept art and that is not the product it is just to a means is just a means to an end right so that has to go to a pipeline and then a world has to be created there will be a gameplay and mechanics certain mechanics will happen so for that i feel it makes sense to know everything at least and then specialize on on something i guess where i'm coming from is more like you have a basic fundamental skill set you're, you're not like a complete beginner of course you uh, yeah, yeah. understand yeah, course. a certain level of mm. what's happening in the industry and then mm. Mm. as quickly as possible try to dive deeper into a particular kind of work mm. to really mm. maximize the skill but it's mm-hmm. also like what i've noticed now is the people whose work i really admire very much are almost going in the opposite direction where they are diversifying their skill set at a higher degree where they are like very very high level generalists so that's also a pretty mm. interesting way to look at how people are pushing their careers 20 years into the art journey essentially mm. Mm. yeah yeah true true also it is it, it might be so that you know for me also i might get bored of doing concept art, uh doing environment arts down the line mm-hmm. and started doing character concepts after doing character concept for 2 3 years and eh, enough of characters <laughs> jump back to the environment so that kind of things happen yeah. but what i'm trying to pin on this that initially you need to have like a lot of skill and 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 a lot of knowledge about various things like like you said that fundamental fundamentals has to be clear right so how do you how do you build, how do you build a how do you build a good fundamental you have to you have to know stuff right you have to like work on the like the boring boring stuff like anatomy and form building and perspective even if you are if you if you are willing to be a character concept artist yeah. don't you think so yeah 
Definitely. I think without the fundamental skills and knowledge, it'll be very hard to proceed. That I can't disagree with at all. So I wanted to get your opinion about studio culture as a whole. I mean, you worked in outsourcing studios as well as a development studio. How has your experience been in terms of just the general work culture or let's say approach towards a product? I think in terms of people, uh, both are same. Mm-hmm. Like because uh, you are working with people, and uh, if they are nice and they are happy to help you out, they are they are very open to you and give you honest feedback. And uh, then it is then it is whether it is a in the studio, whether it's a whether it's, it is a like a service provider studio or it's a, like a has their own product kind of studio it's is the same okay. but in terms of the kind of work that we get mm-hmm. that differs a lot because uh, if it is a uh, like a like the kind of studio Juva was it was uh, we had like a lot of projects coming in so there is a lot of versatility in terms of uh, what kind of work that you get to do you know we like in in concept team was very small in in Juva and then uh, we need to work on various projects. So we, we, we used to shuffle artists among, the, among those projects. But uh, in a studio, like uh, if, if it has its own IP and uh, they are working on that, then it is, then you get to do the one kind of work mm-hmm. and you get to do that over and over and over again. So you get better at that. So, yeah. That's that's the kind of difference I, I feel that is there. But overall, I will say that too doesn't matter too much if the people are nice and people are very good. Yes, yeah. it's, it's all nice to you know collaborate and work with them. That I agree with. As long as the colleagues or just the team in general is good to work with, you can always keep learning from them so much. Mm-hmm. On that note, I mean you've seen the art industry or the entertainment art industry in India grow from the last decade almost since you started learning till till this point how do you see the development going like are you excited about what's coming ahead or do you think things are going a bit too slowly what is your perception like i think i think both actually okay it is exciting what is happening but at the same time i am i'm not i wanted to be better in terms of its pace it's mm-hmm. very slow I think. like the kind of uh, kind of movement that we have it's it's uh, it's going well like we are working like in india we are working on so many cool projects uh, in various studios uh, but uh, i think i think more of that should, should happen like gaming as an industry the way it is growing we need to i mean that i mean recently it, it had it had caught up like recently so many small studios has opened and uh, i mean the future will only tell what what's there but i feel we need to we need more of more of those like more of more of uh, gaming activity happening in india i feel more of that should happen in terms of development mm-hmm. not like game tournament or all but in terms of development more should happen and faster a lot of this is of course marked or based off the kind of investments that come in from external sources but Mm. as artists or individual 
entities or groups of people what do you think we in our position can do to push that movement further or increase the pace at which these changes happen i think it's a very slow process i mean as an artist we can only do like good quality work and then we spread our knowledge whatever we have in our in uh, in our in our professional career whatever we have we can share the knowledge but what i feel is that uh, because surviving in india is a is a is a different kind of game here i feel uh, people are very reluctant about coming into the gaming scene even nowadays mm-hmm. uh, but if a person is really passionate about i think totally this is like this 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 has so much potential you know to become prosperous in in there is so much facets of game development uh, there there are so much opportunities in game development that people should take it more and more and they should you know be part of this industry and then i mean the kind of tools that are coming nowadays future is really exciting and 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 looking at a software like blender mm-hmm. being free yeah tells so much isn't it like what a time to be alive to work in this kind of industry where you can have the necessary tools to make a game is absolutely free like you have blender which is free you have unreal which is free if you are using unreal then you can do quixel which is free <laughs> <laughs> isn't this exciting yeah like this is so such a nice time to be a part of this industry right now i feel if if we are like going in the right direction like i i want to see so many people in working in the game industry and uh, and in the world space i i would love to see india as like a leading developer of fascinating ips that is not happening at all right like india when it comes to ips mm-hmm. we are not there in the scene yeah so but then it would be great to see the our progress in that like our own ips not in terms of uh, like casual games but i'm talking about triple a titles if we have uh, triple a title on our own like we have so much content india has so much content as a country the kind of culture we have it's so easy to like if someone is determined we can you know pursue and create a game out of our own based on our own culture and stories like uh, i was looking at this recent game that came from china i think what is the name of that you're talking about wukang black myth Yeah 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 it is so fascinating to look at that game and then it was it's an indie studio right that kind of is working on it initially yeah. it was I think it was started as a smaller studio but now they've definitely scaled up but oh, yeah, it's an okay. absolutely That's amazing cool, yeah. yeah amazing thing it's so fantastic and that is based on very much based on chinese uh, chinese history and mythology right yeah well, we can we can pull that off we can totally pull that off something similar in 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 india right so i would love to see something like that happen you know? i think what i really appreciated about those people who developed it is that they just took a chance on that story and that idea they wanted to execute and just pushed the quality to the limit and then it became viral absolutely viral 
and it's also to do like as more let's say regions of the world start developing more of these games or entertainment products different stories can come to light you're not repeating exactly. the same thing so interesting it's so interesting like like you said that if various regions of the world come up with their own games the kind of storytelling that will be there i mean even like imagining it is so fantastic right? yeah it's just- it will be really nice to you know like small countries small countries whose name nobody knows come up with a game which looks kick ass you know yeah that that would be that would be cool and that's possible right totally possible it it's almost interesting i mean it it can almost let's say get people to become more open to each other world over because through mm-hmm. games you can learn so much about culture like when we play assassin's sure. creed uh, odyssey or something like that we learn so much about that culture of course it's like mm-hmm. exaggerated to certain degrees but you at least come to know about things exactly that's interesting exactly. for me i i learned a lot about greek mythology by playing there's this game called age of mythology mm. it's a strategy game i remember that it's game. an old game yeah i i love this game you yeah. know i love this game and i learned quite a lot of things about greek mythology from that so yeah that's another another aspect of uh, as another aspect of making games i would say mm-hmm. yeah, totally so i just wanted to touch upon the industry as a whole right now for people who are starting to get into professional careers or freelance whatever it may be obviously the tools have become very very accessible like we were just talking about we can create a lot of mm-hmm. things but at the same time mm-hmm. the competition has increased quite a bit as well in the last 10 years mm-hmm. how do you think yeah. people can approach that like how does one stand out from the crowd or be able to really showcase their skills or ideas i think that is pretty straightforward isn't it it's like you have to put in more of your work that's all that is isn't it do you think social yeah. media plays a big part in that in terms of putting oh oh it does yeah. it totally does nowadays everything is social media right mm-hmm. like we we put out our work in our station which is a kind of social Right. pretty much so yeah so so yeah it does like like i feel frequency where i lack <laughs> but that is one of the things that that can uh, that can really work out for someone who is willing to you know explore a career in concept art like frequency is is very important i would say in terms of your own let's say exposure to social media do you feel like you need to put in a bit more effort in terms of that or are you let's say stable enough in your journey as an artist where even if you don't go too deep into it nothing it won't affect you that much no 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 i totally think i need to put more effort into it <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah 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 totally man i'm i'm like i'm a person who works and like put in hours but it doesn't come out like i'm i'm that kind of person and and i know that's not right i'm trying to work on myself Mm-hmm. i am uh, i'm struggling with that also to how to like be more frequent in terms of uh, in terms of producing art and not only producing art community communicating with uh, with my peers and and friends and all of that so i am in a position where i am struggling a lot actually in that because it's not about it's not about like only creating art right it's all about there is a thing called networking is also involved right so i'm not very good at uh, i'm not very good at that being a, that's also another reason like coming back to the question that you had asked me in the beginning why now like uh, but 
another thing is that uh, being in a, in a particular studio mm-hmm. i never needed that you know i i am working with people who are enough for me to you know keep the wheel rolling right i don't need to go out there and you know talk to someone or you know chat with someone because i know what i'm doing and the people i'm doing it with i'm meeting them every day we are having discussion we are discussing art we are discussing discussing uh, game art production all of those but at the same time if i don't go out there and talk to people and learn about things somewhere i am limited right so yeah. that's another another reason why i thought okay let's 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 stop stop this and try something else out it's interesting the the time at which you've taken this decision i feel it's a very good time because any more years past this there's a tendency to just get stagnated and never move yeah. out of that yeah 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 i didn't wanted to be in that position actually mm-hmm. i don't want to be in a position where i am in a in a particular studio for 15 20 years and i have moved as in in a, if you are in a studio you move up rank right yeah but i don't want to move up rank and then be a certain position where the where the position is more precious than than my own skill set i didn't want that so i thought that maybe yeah that maybe it's a, it's a good time to you know take a break and then explore what is out there so now this move brings in itself another set of risks and rewards that will come yeah. with it so yeah, yeah yeah totally do you mind if we just go a bit deeper into the financial planning of this kind of endeavor as well because how do you plan in terms of how early do you take a decision like this to quit a job and start planning for the future like for me i would say uh, financially speaking working in a studio is that you have like a steady amount of income happening every month you know you have that surety right but if you don't have that no matter how good and how big you are like but there is a risk that the the amount the the bank will not have enough balance that that risk is always there right that you might may run out of cash at some point but we all have to pay our bills right yeah so that kind of a that is kind of a risk that you that one has to take i feel i i i thought about it but i i thought that it is the right time to you know take that kind of risk and in terms of planning i would say if if i have 5 to 6 months of my expenses saved up i think that's a good position to be where you can you know take a call mm-hmm. provided that you know that you can do something in 5 or 6 months yeah so that that kind of decision one has to take if they know again you need to know what you are doing right so if you know what you are doing and you have a timeline planned okay so i am i'm going to take a break off say two or three months i will see how it goes then again two or three months of based on that i will decide how to go about this and then maybe i will switch to plan b you are getting my point yeah like if i have planned something i will try to i'll try to match up to that plan for first couple of months if that doesn't happen i will go to plan b and then if that doesn't happen then plan c so and then overall if we have like five or six months of expenses put together 
then I think it's it's quite possible to you know take a leap like this. But I don't know. I have just taken the leap. <laughs> yeah, with, with the kind of work that you have, I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. But yeah, let's see. Let's see, man. I'm giving my finger crossed. But it, it is a big decision in terms of finance, especially if you are in a family situation. It is it is quite a decision to to you know move on from a from a studio and start doing indie stuff or start doing freelance stuff mm-hmm. like that. So do you have any plans of, let's say, conducting courses or releasing some tutorials, sharing whatever you have learned and acquired so far? No, no, I do have, yes, I, I, I have such plans. Um, it's just that right now my hands are full. Okay. Uh, the moment I have a little bit of space for myself, I will dive into those. I feel I need to, you know, iron out some creases first. Um then I will, I, I am thinking of actually making tutorials or like sharing the knowledge in whichever means possible. Because I, I think that there are so many, so many people who, who can do so much better if there's a little bit of guidance that is given to them. Right. They, have, they are doing so well, but just a little bit of, little bit of guidance can make wonders for them. So if I can help out in that manner, it would be great. I'm planning to do that. The moment I have like little space for myself, I will, you know, do something like that. That'll be amazing. Yeah. And it also forces you, like you said, to clean up your own process even further and be very, very sure and precise about what you're teaching. Totally. Mm. Agree. In terms of longer personal projects, so to speak, do you have any ongoing story or series that you want to continue or do you have any plans for something like that? Uh, no, no, because because the because uh, my my smaller projects go longer than I expected, so <laughs> I, I do not take generally long approach. Okay, like long term projects as of now. Uh, like if I'm if I'm working on a short project right now, the things are it just takes so much time to finish those up. Uh, that I don't have scope to take long, longer projects, I would say. Okay. So I guess yeah. as you uh, get quicker or more efficient in your personal projects, now that you have the time to do it, then you can start planning for something like that down the road. I, I was curious, in your professional experience, was there any project that you found very tough while working on, where you really had to go through certain ups and downs to figure out how to execute a particular type of work? You know, what, whatever comes, whatever kind of work that I, when I'm starting it, mm-hmm. it is even now, it is the same the way it was before. It was until, unless I got the first round of feedback, it's just, I feel that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's even now, like after all these years, mm-hmm. even now, unless and until the first round of feedback comes, I have no clue whether I'm doing it wrong or right. Maybe I'm doing it right, but there are so many different kind of art styles and mm-hmm. so many different kind of direction uh, that we can go and which is not clear from the brief even, right? Yeah. So it is always the first set of feedback is always the worst in terms of anticipation, not the 
when it when the feedback comes it it might be good yeah but the anticipation of it is even now it's quite challenging i would say but in terms of project that is challenging i i didn't came across any project that is like too much challenging i would say because uh, at the end of the day now I, i mean now we are we are more or less doing the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. isn't it like uh, it has it has developed the games or storytelling has developed itself itself in such a way that uh, it's more or less we know what what kind of at this stage what kind of direction we need to take okay in terms of uh, production plan so i i don't recall anything that particular that has like um, it was too challenging for me throughout so but yeah like i mean said that the first set of feedback is yeah like i i, I cry like a baby like <laughs> unless i until the first i set of feedback comes i'm really nervous and that happens for every project okay. that is big small what whatever kind of project because the first time whenever you get the first set of feedbacks then you know the direction right for me it is always like right once i know the direction then i know how to reach there but unless and until i know the direction maybe i am doing it in a certain way but the client or my art director wants it completely different then then that anticipation it that was uh, that is uh, that is that what makes me nervous and all but once i get the first set of feedbacks then everything is just laying flat on the table and i can you know walk through it i guess that's when the process just kicks in and then you can just continue as it always does exactly 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 okay it's pretty streamlined afterwards mm-hmm. it has never been that once the direction is set and then something completely changes like unless and until the client changes their own direction so yeah awesome so there were two questions i just wanted to ask you to close out the conversation the first was about your sculptures that you do I don't know if you're still doing them but I know you used to do quite a bit of that earlier how has that yeah, influenced yeah. the kind of work that you do and where did you learn that skill uh first thing is that uh, now <laughs> recently I'm not doing any okay uh, but uh, I love doing traditional sculpting yeah like it goes farther back than me being a concept artist actually my father does sculpting Oh, a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and he he uh, he does most of his works on wood, which is which is a different ball game altogether. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about I mean, if 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 you, if one knows anything about sculpting, sculpting in mud is one thing, or sculpting in stone is one thing, but sculpting in wood is a completely different ball game. You need to know the flow of the grain, uh, like the wood grain. You need, you need to know about the grain. direction and all of that and then uh, it is it's completely different to work on wood, wood so i grew up watching him sculpt in wood okay and uh, like it was a fascinating experience for me growing up watching him sculpt uh, like after after office after office hours he would spend on sculpting stuff uh, having said that i learned I don't know wood sculpting at all. Okay. 
I in my life I have only sculpted with uh, like Sculpey and Shavand and all of those. But uh, how I learned is it's I, I just uh, I'm fascinated with sculptures. Okay. And uh, by the likes of uh, Bernini and uh, kind of like mostly classical Michelangelo Bernini, all of their works is uh, I feel they are fascinating and. Uh, One thing about sculpture that I like is uh, the way human anatomy comes to life in three dimension. Mm -hmm. That is, I think, the most fascinating part of a like a sculpture, right? Uh, and I, I did, uh, I did a couple of them using Shavant, and uh, I, I can tell you that the experience is fascinating, like. Time, time literally flies when I'm when I'm sculpting. Like I don't know when sun, when the, when it's evening or when it is night, uh, late night. <laughs> time is very relative in, in, in uh, while while I'm sculpting. But uh, but nowadays I don't get that much of time. That's the sad part. <laughs> That's cool. But I guess that I knowledge still stays, them. right? I mean, the lessons totally, that you've learned. Totally. Mm -hmm. totally. Because uh, one, one thing I would say that I have like, gained as a knowledge is uh, human anatomy and perspective. Because, uh, see, I have a certain amount of experience in drawing, right? So I know how a hand should look. But to make that same thing happen in 3D using clay, that's a different kind of approach, right? Yeah. So that has, that has taught me a lot in terms of how... Uh, how a figure is, where is tension, where there is relaxation in the muscle, all of those. Uh, that knowledge is, is really fascinating in terms of sculptures. And I don't think that anything can replace that in terms of human matter. Learning sculpture, learning 2D or, uh, sorry, not 2D, like traditional or digital. Mm -hmm. uh, learning sculpting is, there is no other way to do it than sculpting if you want to know human anatomy. That just kind of sparks a separate question in my mind. Like, do you think it is very, very essential in today's world that one needs to have these traditional drawing or sculpting skills as well? Or is just learning purely digitally enough to succeed and be a great artist? Mm, that's a tricky question, actually. Now the given the kind of tools that we have, it almost seems that we don't need any traditional knowledge to to do great kind of art, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're really good with the 3D engine, you can take a render and that's done. But then the question comes, it's done for what? Right. If you are asking that it is it is it is done for production, hell yeah. You don't need to learn like traditional art. You can take a render and say, okay, this is my render. This is the concept mm -hmm. that's done. But traditional art, doing traditional art, the kind of the kind of process traditional art is, if a person goes and learns about that, I think that again enriches a person as an artist overall. And in the long run, the way I am seeing it, I feel it will be more evident and more needed 
to have uh, traditional art skills, art skills as opposed to digital art skills. I mean, rendering skills. Okay. Or, yeah. That's a yeah. It's an interesting one, right? Because you see so many artists who are very very adept at digital skills and are doing great work, and mm-hmm. but then they don't have any traditional skills at all. And I would kind count myself among them as well, where I I can only draw a little bit, but it's not like I I have great anatomy or sk- those kind of traditional drawing skills or sculpting skills. But mm-hmm. I guess it at the end of the day comes down to the idea or the purpose of what you're drawing or creating for. Yeah, that's why. If it is for a certain purpose, then whatever the whatever gets the job done, mm-hmm. that's the answer, right? If you are working in a studio environment, and if you are even if you are not working in a studio environment, if you are working in a, for a game or a movie for a certain production, yeah, then it doesn't really matter how you are doing. Nobody is interested in that. But if you are doing it something on your own, if I am doing it something on my own, then uh, then I would rather do traditional art as opposed to digital art i mean i don't it's not that i always wanted to digital art yeah, or yeah. i always wanted traditional art it's just a mix of both it's it's nice to do sometimes traditional sometimes digital it's it's really nice to do you know very in my in, in my approach like i did little bit of uh, oil painting as well oh okay and i can tell you like the process the the kind of enjoyment that i get from oil painting or traditional sculpting is completely different from uh, doing digital art I guess it's more about the exploration, like you're just exploring yourself as an artist and trying out different mediums and different forms. Exactly, exactly. That's the. That, I mean, that's the fun part, right? Yeah. You don't have to do one thing or the other. Exactly. If you can, you will do. If you cannot, you will do something else. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 fun thing. I mean, it's not. See, being an artist, it's that's the most fun part that you don't have to do something. Yeah. There is no ground rule, right? You can always break the rule and make your own, right? That's an artist is. Absolutely. So I feel, I feel, yeah. I mean, if it is for production, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that traditional art skills is as important as it is, as it was. But uh, traditional art skills always helps, right? It's it's fun. It's it's fun to do, you know, cool art. <laughs> Definitely. Traditional. Yeah. So on that on that note, I just wanted to ask you one final question. In terms of mm-hmm. the next ten to fifteen years, do you plan that ahead in terms of how you want your journey and life to evolve, or are you somebody who takes it at a slow, smaller time scale? How how do you approach the future? I would say definitely uh, like a smaller time scale mm-hmm. because uh, like only if I have my immediate goal, I can see the path. Okay. If I am planning too long, I feel uh, life happens in the middle. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, you know I take completely different path, and something something completely different happens. So I I don't think that uh, I do plan ahead long. I plan ahead short, and uh, before I before I take the action, I need to know the clear direction. Okay. What I'm doing and why I'm doing that. So in that in that sense, I don't have a very long term plan. I have like a small termish plan, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Avi, it was great to talk to you after so many days and just have this conversation. <laughs> essentially, 
which we would totally, earlier. Totally, totally. So I really yeah. thank you for your time. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Then let's stay in touch and good luck for the future. Hope to talk soon. Thank Bye. you, man.